everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Hand Me Up Club podcast. My name is Lindsay Rutter, and today I'm talking with someone very cool and local. She's my neighbor. Uh, her name is Megan Roper, and she owns an amazing company called Eagle Eye. So Megan Roper created Eagle Eye after teaching art in New York City schools for six years, and she decided to take a break and build off of all this knowledge that her grandma taught her when she was a child, like sewing and skills with textile work and use that to make Eagle Eye. And of course that name, it comes from her childhood and her childhood nickname spent at this cabin in Durango, Colorado. So if you're from Colorado, hey, here's a friend for you in New York. But Eagle Eye Shop, it upcycles found and vintage fabrics into one of a kind lightweight statement earrings, all backed on scrap leather. Each earring is designed, cut and assembled by hand in Long Island City, New York which is where we are right now, which is why no two earrings are exactly alike. Welcome to the Hit Me Up Club, Megan. Hi, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> of course. Um, this is so great. I feel like I've been very lucky to have a lot of Queens people on my podcast. It's amazing. Queens and rules. I didn't even meet you in Queens. I met you in Brooklyn. Yeah. But it's just kind of cool that I think there are a lot of people here in particular that are very on their own, independently doing what they can to tackle mm -hmm. sustainability and zero waste and being eco-friendly in whatever way works for them. And then I just meet all of you out in the world and it's amazing. It is. Um, so I'm super excited to have you here. I met you over the summer on possibly the hottest day of my life. For real. And there was like no air conditioning where we were. It was oh my like gosh. inside this like dark cave oh, it room. Was so it was a giant like cement room. So we met at the bust like zero waste festival which was in Ridgewood, Queens, which is technically Bushwick. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was so hot. Yeah, that was very, very hot. <laughs> the hottest day of my life. It was such a cool event, though. It was so cool. You were there. There were people with uh, biodegradable glitter. And yeah. they had, like, clothing swaps and book swaps and panels. And mm -hmm. it was a really cool yeah, event. Yeah, it was really neat. I ended up meeting a lot of people. Like you were saying, like, everyone is connects and meets people. I met two women that I ended up working with again later also. Um, the owner of um, – Dusty Rose Vintage. Oh, okay. Um, I did a workshop with her just because our booths were next to each other. And um, another woman named uh, – she runs a brand called The Series. Um, okay. They're really, really cool. And I've, like, chatted with her about Instagram and stuff. So a lot of cool people there. That's amazing. Yeah. So I we obviously went there, and I've seen you do other cool events. Like, you did the Bus Craftacular. Mm -hmm. Fellow friend of the pod, former guest, uh, Rebecca from R Plus D, she had also gone there. So I guess that's, like, really the hub. Like, these big events seem yeah. to be where all these brands emerge and sort of build relationships. Is that right? Or yeah. I, I've definitely met people. I've done a lot of Renegade craft fairs this last year, and um, I actually met – uh, a woman at a renegade craft fair in the city. We were booth mates, and then we like liked each other so much that now we've did um, we did an Instagram giveaway together, and then we also uh, boothed together again at another renegade. So people are you you just like meet these people, and they're you know they're very similar to you and making things and and uh, art people, and you just like end up seeing each other and mm -hmm. a lot of different things and. You can just make other stuff happen, like, from meeting them, so. Absolutely. I mean, unrelated, but sort of not. That's exactly kind of how it is for performers. Like, I'm an actor, and you see the same people at auditions yeah. all the time, and then you're eventually like, what's your name? Yeah, like, like let's be friends. <laughs> let's be friends. Let's hang out. Let's yeah. make something together. Yeah. So I totally get that. And I think that's 
really organic and nice. Yeah. It's not like a swipe. Yes, we right. matched. Let's do something. Right, right. I love that. So also not really related to sustainable fashion, but I am so curious. Is this really how an indie brand sort of grows and starts? Because I think there are so many cool brands doing things out mm-hmm. here right now and they just aren't getting the attention that they deserve. Right. And then something like H&M a couple weeks ago, they were like, we made this sustainable fashion line with Billie Eilish. And a lot of it actually wasn't. But really? because it was wow. such a huge line, like it got all this attention and so i'm like where's the attention for the smaller brands and like how do they grow and how do they promote themselves and where do they start and how can we find them like yourself right that is such a good question and i'm learning as we go i mean i've really just started putting a lot of focus and attention into my eagle eye shop um only for like a year and you know i think the more things you do like you said the more people you meet um but I would always go to Renegade Craft Fair as just like a person that loves handmade goods. And I was like, oh, it would be so cool if I could sell something there one day. And that was like a dream of mine to be able to do that. So that was like where I was like, okay, well, let's start there because these people are all really inspiring. Every time I go there, I get, you know, so many ideas and I I love talking to the people. Um, So that was like my goal last year uh, to do that. So I sold at – and you a did few. it. Yeah, I did it. Uh, and it was awesome. And yeah, we'll see. I, I don't really know how it happens. I'm just networking with people. So I don't know. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> that that is fine. Yeah. Some things you just don't know. You just go with it. Whatever happens, happens. I know a couple episodes back, I was talking about like my sort of sustainable New Year's and checking in on all the things that I had from the year before and how some things I did not accomplish, but some I did. And you already checked off like such a big one for yeah, yourself. Yeah, I was, and it kind I of was really happy. You, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I love, that. I love that. So speaking of community, I definitely want to talk about your craft club. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So tell me about this. Right. Um, it's like a section on your website, but like how many people is it? How often is right. it? Tell me more. So, uh, like you said, I've been, I was a teacher for a really long time and I love teaching. I love talking to people. I love helping people make things. And I don't, when was the first craft club? I think I just started having people over like my girlfriends at, to my apartment mm-hmm. and no, you know what? The first one started, it was a friend's 30th and we went out of town and I was like, oh, I'll orchestrate like a craft thing. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you know, really into like witchy things. So I was like, hey, we should make these like polymer clay, like moon wall, like moon phase wall hangings. And we had such a good time. And then someone's like, you should just like teach, like you should like do a class where you like teach people how to do stuff. And I was like, yeah, I should. That would be so fun. Um, and then people started coming over to my apartment. I, you know, had my other website going. So I was like, I could, I'll put this on here. And I made an Eventbrite. And then I, I went around the neighborhood flyering for it, I think. And this woman that owns a coffee shop in uh, Long Island City was like, oh, would you want to do this here? And like, it's just when I started realizing the more you go out and start talking to people, like connections just opportunities just arise mm-hmm. and they're like oh you can use this back room and I did a few craft clubs there and then I was doing it at um have you been the artist and craftsman oh in like Sunnyside yeah yeah favorite art store shout out to them um so I was, I was doing it for there for a while so just kind of like wherever it happens yeah I love that yeah it's been pretty fun I haven't done one in a in a little bit I took a break to like prep for all the renegades but definitely gonna start it back up again oh 
well, let me know when you do. Yeah, for sure. I make like a little event guide each month, so I'll oh, I put it on it. there. That's make sure great. people know what's happening. Perfect. What would you say is a good gateway craft for people who aren't really Ooh. crafters or don't consider themselves crafters? That is a good question because and as an art teacher, how many times a day do I get told, oh, I'm not good at art or like I can never do that when it's really – Art can be anything and uh, there's so there's no like wrong way to make art and I feel like some people get really caught up in like, oh, well, it doesn't look exactly like the picture. It doesn't mm-hmm. – and I try to do things that don't have to be exact because that's just not my style. I'm not a precise like everything has to be perfect kind of person and then I know some people definitely are but um, – Gateway craft, I think collage is really easy. That's usually what I start with students. I start always with like a base drawing unit, but then collage I think is really great because you're using materials that are already made and already exist and then cutting them, layering them. There's like a lot of stuff you can do with that. You can make like a cute little card for someone um, just with like an old magazine and like colored pencils. Easy enough. Oh, yeah. It's great. You can do a lot of cute stuff. I think so many people, at least that I know, they're just – when you think crafts, they think like, are you trying to get me to start an Etsy shop? And I'm like, it's right. not that complicated. No. It yeah. doesn't have to be that much. Like, there you go. Make a card for someone. Yeah, and it's like so easy and how amazing does it feel for the other person when they get something that you made, right? It's like so nice. I love that. I love that. So speaking of kids in classes saying like, I, I can't make art, I'm not creative. Mm-hmm. I am so curious. Like what is it like teaching – art in New York City schools because not only are they New York City schools but it's also teaching art when I feel like all I ever hear about art in schools is that it's going away there's no funding for it it's getting cut in this way or changed and that's gonna be so hard yeah it was hard on the schools that I worked at I was at public charter schools so we had a little different we were partially funded by the state but we also had private funding Mm -hmm. um and I taught where I taught art I was in East Harlem and um at a school called Harlem Village Academies And I was really lucky there because they kind of like let me do whatever I wanted and I was like very trusted to kind of like run an art program how I saw fit. So I was really, really lucky to have that and I had a gorgeous room. It was this big, massive art room and um, we had such a good time and I ran – also did things a little differently. There's – you know, I could talk about this literally for hours. This could be a whole other (laughs) podcast but – what I did was a choice-based art teaching, and that's, like, a different method than what, you know, we're probably used to growing up, which is um traditional, like, method where they're like, okay, we're all doing painting and this style and everyone's looks the same. Mm-hmm. Choice-based, you have, like, centers, basically. So I had drawing, collage, painting, like, fiber arts, which is my favorite, uh, and you teach students techniques in each of them, but then each kid has to come up with their own concept. And then they can use the materials however they want. So kids were making, like, whatever they wanted to. They had to come up with their own concepts, and they were amazing. Like, kids would make, like, felt shoes or, like, a little mini dollhouse or, like, a painting of, you know, some basketball star they like or whatever. Uh And um, they made a lot of good stuff. I'll show you after. I can show you um, pictures of their stuff. It was great. Yeah, I love that. And I love that – Kids are still getting art and all kinds of art, whatever spoke to them so that they actually participated. Oh, yeah. When they have a choice, you're way more invested. And then, you know, if they're like, I'm not good at this, but 
every kid has an interest, you know, and they just want to express it. So amazing. What what grades were you teaching at that school? Oh goodness. Uh, well, I started there teaching fifth through eighth. Ended up when I left, I was teaching second grade all the way up to eighth grade. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but you started with I feel the age of kids that are the least engaged. Middle school. Or yeah. maybe not the least engaged because I was probably like a junior in high school, but. <laughs> right. The kids that are the most scared to sort of try a new thing in front of everyone else. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So. For some reason, I love working with middle school students, even though it's, like, everyone's, like, worst time, you know, like, worst <laughs> memories of mm-hmm. of uh, school. But I love them. They're just so weird, you know? Like. Yeah. They're, they'll still, like, give you a hug and be little kids, but then they can also have really advanced, deep concepts and, like, really good ideas for art. So. All right. So now I want to talk about. Eagle Eye, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Uh, why, why I met you in the first place. But talk to me about not only like the product, how are you, what's your process? I know it's all these like different colorful fabrics and they're all put on a leather, but like where is this stuff coming from? How do you find it? Yeah. Uh, we were saying earlier before we started recording how New York City, I feel like there are so many opportunities for things that are happening and there's so much waste and yeah. there's so much production happening, but sort of knowing where to those excess pieces are to benefit from it feels kind of like an insider club that you don't always know yeah so i'm curious like what's your process and how did you get into the club and get right, the right. information to be able to do all of this right i think you know like you said in my like intro um i learned a lot from my grandma and just like growing up and also being an art teacher too like art teachers are just kind of art supply hoarders and like you just find things and you're like oh yeah yeah I'll use that one day and you like don't throw away these like random things and I think what happened I made it was a friend's wedding and I really like wanted the perfect earrings to go with this outfit and I was like you know I could let me just make something like I'll just make it and I had like had this beautiful fabric, like a scrap, like this little tiny piece of fabric and it like matched the dress and I just made something and they were hit. And I was like, you know what? Why don't I try to like, this would be fun. Like, let's see what happens. Um, And I wanted to you re, I knew I wanted to use fabrics um, because there's like you were saying, there's just a lot of waste. Um, People throw things away or whatever. I get most of my stuff from um, thrift stores. So a lot of them are, like, actual clothes. Like, I have a whole line of um, – they're, like, a gingham print that was, like, a skirt that was too long and I wanted it to be short. So, like, the bottom half is, like, an old skirt that I had or um, a lot of my um, earrings are named after, like, movie uh, – characters in movies or shows or something. Mm-hmm. I have this, like, blue line, the anti-mame. I don't know if you're familiar with that movie. It's an old movie. Okay, yeah. Um, but anyway – That was, like, a costume that I found. So a lot of it's just, like, fabrics that I'll look through. They're bright. They're colorful. I don't know why I'm attracted to those things, but I just love bright, colorful things. And, yeah, I'll find them. And then I use all – what I back everything on is scrap pieces of leather that people – like, people are making bags or whatever, and they're, like, throwing away the scraps. That's what I'll – And you just swoop in, and you're like, I'll take that. I'll take it, yeah. I have some connections with people, like, that sell on Etsy – Got it. So then I'll like, you know, message them and then they give me those scraps. That I feel like is a perfect symbiotic relationship because I'm just thinking I'm sure a lot of people that are making some product would love to be able to upcycle whatever some scraps are. They just don't even know where to go or who to talk to. And like, there you go. Yeah. That's beautiful. I love that relationship. Yeah. That's great. That's awesome. I'm looking at 
your earrings right now and I see the anti mame. I see yeah. Dion. I'm assuming the that's Dion Clueless. is from yes, the the gingham is Dion from Clueless. Um, um, I have the San Junipero. Is that yes. a Black Mirror reference? Yes, definitely. Love Black Mirror. I'm a big sci fi person. And uh, I see a Matilda. Yes, that's my favorite movie. Matilda. Yes. Oh, I I can see that because we look very similar, and yeah. I also love Matilda because I was like. Marvel said it could be me. me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm like, wow, that's so cool. I also still quote very often Danny DeVito's speech in the car, <laughs> the used car lot where he's like, I'm big, you're smart. Oh, that's like, a good I'm one. I'm smart, you're dumb. I thought you were going to say the Trunchbull, and I was like, she's oh, a great character, Also, Brucie, the cake. Yes, That so I see a lot. Too. Yeah. My boyfriend's dog is named Bruce, and I just think about that character a lot sometimes. Bruce. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I love these names. I love these references. I love that you have this beautiful relationship where you can yeah. help each other to do all these great things. Yes. That's amazing. So you kind of touched on it just now, but all this color. Like, you have so many really funky, fun, colorful designs, and I feel so much of sustainable fashion and upcycled fashion is very much it's all natural fibers, it's all natural colors, it's plant-based dyes, very neutral looking things. Like everything has the vibe of an Eileen Fisher, mm, you know, yeah. very natural colors. And then I look at your things and they are so bright and yeah. it's pizzazz and yeah. I love that. But how do you reckon making this product that's like super true to who you are with also the kind of product that perhaps like your audience is yeah. expecting to find? Right. Yeah, that's so true. Um, I mean, all those things are gorgeous and beautiful, like the natural colors and stuff. I've just – that's just like never been me. Like I, I don't know. I just definitely am like a more – I love the pattern. I love the print. I love weird, funky, bright things and I don't really know. And I, I think like a part of making stuff is – the power to like just stick to what you know you like and hope that someone else out there will also like be attached to it somehow or be attracted to it and just trusting like your gut of like okay yeah this is cool and I I think this is gonna work I've been really into like either like mixing patterns too which has been a fun experiment but and and I mean that that is a part of making stuff that can also get overwhelming is there's just so many endless possibilities of things that you can make. And sometimes when I'm designing and I'm like sitting there and I have all these colors on the floor and you're kind of like, oh my God, like I could do this and this and this and this. Just having to decide, okay, I'm going to do this and just go for it and kind of see what happens. Mm-hmm. And and this, like I said, this last year has been my first like real year out there like selling and talking to customers and something in your head you're like oh yeah these are gonna sell great you know and like nobody buys it or whatever but or like something else that you didn't know you know you didn't think and totally popular Mm -hmm. so do you ever get any data as the business person behind all this why things go a certain way i have no idea do you ever ask like why did you why did you like that one so much or yeah trying to figure out like why didn't this thing that seemed like a hit sell yeah i i honestly don't know and like numbers are not my that's not my forte of you know like analyzing things it's really weird too because like different fairs like different things would sell like uh, in different areas I did a fair in Seattle because one of my best friends lives there and such a sustainable city yeah love it beautiful such a great place to go and like my like flower designs like went crazy there and I don't know if it knows maybe it was like summertime and Mm -hmm. people feel more flowery in the summer I don't know but I don't know. I think I definitely need more events and things to, to see. 
well, I'm sure you have a ton coming up. Yeah. And you can <laughs> figure out some patterns that are yeah, repeating definitely. themselves with all of that happening. What's next for you? Are you going to stick to earrings? Would you ever branch into other kinds of products? I just started making hair clips. Okay. And that was really fun because it's the same – it's like the same – process that I was using for the earrings but then you know because I was like oh my god hair clips are like having a moment right now and um and so then I like just found some online that I wanted for the backs and like I'm making them kind of like these like squiggly shapes so with like a lot of the same patterns and that was that was fun my cousin who's also like a maker he made these you can see him on my Instagram he made these bedazzled disposable cameras that are just like amazing um so I was selling those for him um through there so I don't really know um my goal my goal this year that I hope to accomplish is to like wholesale some of my products like I would like to see them in a few stores so I don't know how that happens stores if you're listening if you're a store (laughs) um yeah so that's my goal this year is to to try to see how that goes yeah, I, I love that. I think that is a very doable goal. Yes. I am rooting for you. Thanks. If you aren't in New York, but you go on the Eagle Eye shop and you're thinking, I want to buy these things, you can also go to, like, a local shop near you and be like, why don't we get these here? That would be so cool. Right? <laughs> we could be in stores in New York and other places. Yeah, it's amazing. I love that. All right, so... We've talked about what's next. We've talked about how you've done everything to build your brand. We've talked about your past. Where can people find you? Yeah. Um, Instagram, like Instagram, I would say, yeah. is, like, easiest. I've definitely sold things, like, directly from Instagram. I'm actually going to try to do an Instagram sale coming up because I just have a lot of, like, one-off earrings that mm-hmm. are just, like, hanging out. That's kind out. of what's so cool about your brand. We're like, great, this one's blue, this one's green. And even they look so different, they also kind of go together. Yeah. Yeah. So I have a lot of those. So I'm going to try to do that. Um, I have a website. You can buy my things on there. Yeah. Hey. Hit me amazing. Up. So what's what's your Instagram handle? Um, at Eagle Eye Shop. And what's your website? EagleEyeShop.co. There we go. Yeah. No, no M on the end there. <laughs> amazing. Great. Any last things you want to add? No, thank you so much for having me. This was really, really cool. Oh, awesome. Thank you for coming. As I said earlier, I'm so excited to meet more people, especially someone in Long Island City yeah. of all places. It's a great neighborhood. doing something so cool. A lot of really cool people doing what they can just yeah. to make a big difference with yep. sustainability and with fashion and just lifting up our whole community through what they do. I love it. This has been another episode of The Hand Me Up Club. I'm Lindsay Rutter. I'm speaking with Megan Roper from the Eagle Eye Shop. Thank you for listening, and I will talk to you next week. The Hand Me Up Club is hosted by Lindsay Rutter, recorded and engineered by Adam Zucker, and edited by Caitlin Correa at CC Media. Thanks for listening.